You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now. Hello and welcome to The Kylo Show. We're excited to be here and we're continuing with our guest that we had last week, which happens to be in my opinion, <laughs> some guy you're sleeping with. Totally, some guy I'm sleeping with. I've been sleeping uh, with him for a long time too. That's true. I don't disagree. That's probably a better way to well, lead in. Lover. There we go. That's better. <laughs> the man I chose and continue to choose over and over again. Yes. Ben Serple is with us today. It's great. Great to be back. <laughs> I was thinking, I get to sit at a table with two of my favorite people. Oh. So, and tell someone else about it. It's awesome. And talk about our marriage and go. our lives. That's it's what we do. It's pretty common these days. It's what we do. It is, it is what we do. We were talking to somebody <laughs> last night uh, just about our, our kids and, you know, what one of them's going to pursue. She's getting closer to graduation and college and this and that. And I said, I don't know what she's going to do yet. She's trying to figure that out. And I just started kind of laughing to myself, thinking about, I didn't go to school. I had plans to go to school, but I didn't go to school. I started making babies with you. You started school. and then You know how to read. I do, <laughs> thanks. I do know how to read. I talk good, too, sometimes. But I college. I didn't go to college. Oh, Sorry. There Sorry. We go. I didn't go to college. But you two did. You know your colors. You know. Come on now. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I'm gonna drink my water. Yeah, it's gonna adapt right now. If you weren't listening to the so I'd say something I shouldn't say. That's what I'm doing. I'm protecting you and yeah. myself. But it was just funny to think about how much I feel like I've studied mm-hmm. um, outside of not going, totally. or and I don't have a degree in something. Um, but I became a study of people, mm-hmm. and that's. That's been what my life's uh, produced is my desire to help people understand themselves, understand their relationships. And um, yes, of course, you can go to a university or college and continue that. Um, but I did it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes I feel like I went to school with the two of you in some way. <laughs> I watched from afar. And you brought different kinds of experiences into our life as you were in social work and your exposure there and learning. And with you, we talked through so many different papers mm-hmm. that you wrote, um, yeah. which I'm sure mom experienced some of what I experienced with Ben because she mm-hmm. didn't go to college as well. But Yeah, and I think back on my university training, and I, I couldn't really tell you what what I learned as much as I learned how to learn. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it's just on the job. On-the-job training, which you guys have both had decades of on-the-job training, and that eventually makes you an expert. Mm-hmm. You know, you do something, you do something long enough, you are now out ahead of the pack, saying, "Watch out for that hole," yeah. and uh, here's this, here's the secret button on that door, <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, well, thank you." So it's it's kind of like. Um, it's like a big video game at some level. You're like, you know, I'm writing cheat codes down for you, <laughs> and uh, here you go. Sure. So I just thinking about all the studying that we've done. I, I remember the conversation, one of the many that really got me moving towards school. I was frustrated about where I was in life, and 
whining to Danny one night coming home from church, I think. And but you talked about I might get it wrong, but you said if someone does something for an hour a day or an hour a week for one year, they'll stand out. Mm-hmm. If they do that same thing for five years, they'll be an expert. That's right. Did I get close? Yep. You said that to me, and uh, I heard somebody told me that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, it it's yours now. Yeah, it's mine now. But <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> but it uh, it it set me up like, huh? I I'm not that focused right now mm-hmm. on where I want to be in five years, and so it really set me set me up to begin to do something with more purpose and more and more intentionality. So for me, it was school. For someone else, it's reading books and get around the right people. But mm-hmm. I, I think John Maxwell said something like that, and then Malcolm Gladwell put it in his um, Outliers book, yep. mm-hmm. where he said he's, he's talking about the ten thousand hours. Yep. You know, you're just you're just practicing something. Exactly. So much so that when it when the attention is is pointed at you, you're ready for your moment. You know, you're ready for the Ed Sullivan show for the Beatles. You know, like they had practiced in Liverpool and bars and lounges and whatever for all that time, and then ta da, ready go. I love you, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, that. I was there for that. <laughs> I mean that that just explodes because yeah. you've put in the time, you've put in the reps. And we say that all the time about getting your reps in. Mm-hmm. So all the different scenarios in ministry, especially both of you, being in front of somebody, leading them through what you've been through, and then just watching them, understanding people, opening up the the right doors for them, and pretty soon they find themselves in a revelation, in a in an, uh, an understanding that they didn't have prior to crossing paths with you? Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing, you know, you've coined this phrase is uh, truthing. We're, mm-hmm. we're truthing each other as a, a more recent term. It's new. I think this year I've heard you say it a lot more mm-hmm. like that than ever before. But that's what we had to master was um, not being so afraid of each other that we couldn't tell the truth. So first we had to figure out how to be connected, how to understand, how to stay connected, and then in being connected, choosing to tell the truth, even though I was scared. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, a, that's a big thing in marriages that are difficult, as I'm hoping you just read my mind and find the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is, I don't know how many times there's this assumption that you can read my mind, mm-hmm. um, and you would know what I needed, and you would you know... Yeah, marriage is a big Easter egg hunt. <laughs> we were just talking about Easter. If you loved me, you'd find the egg uh-huh. that I hid really well in a twelve-foot <laughs> hole with cement. Good luck. Yeah, and I've camouflaged to look like the, the grass in the front yard. It, it's a, it is a skill though to develop telling the truth in your relationships. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. uh, it takes practice, but also takes value for showing up as yourself and um, being a powerful person. I think that's the, I, I think of that Kylo five, um, the loudest, I guess, is I'm going to be powerful and tell you the truth regardless of what you're going to do because I need this. I need to be able to feel like I'm bringing this to the relationship. Yeah. And, and you know, if we, if we go through the five again, it's, it's, that powerful piece really has a lot to do with it's my responsibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's my responsibility to show you me. Yep. 
which immediately activates the next stage, which is I'm scared. <laughs> I'm so scared you're going to kill me. Yeah. I'm so scared that if you see me, I'll be vulnerable to destruction, mm-hmm. rejection, yeah. uh, re- reduction of some sort, or manipulation. I'm so afraid if you see me, what's gonna, what you're going to do with that information. Mm-hmm. So I hide it. I hide it, and then I try to manipulate you mm-hmm. with pouting or with anger mm-hmm. or some other concoctions concoction I was gonna say some other cocktail you know but I'm I'm you know I I am trying to get my needs met without telling you what they are and that's where if my goal with you is connection then I have to treat you with the respect in our communication that leads you to be able to serve me effectively in the relationship right. and and powerfully and honestly. And this is where truth-telling comes in, is that if I'll courageously set the truth out there, mm-hmm. the truth will set us free, you know? I mean, it's true. We, we, we Because now I see it. Oh, there's the egg. You you. You didn't just go. You're getting warmer. You know. You you know. You said it's right here. Let me hand you the egg. Yeah. Like oh, okay. And now now I have the need. Now I'm clear about it. The reason I'm I'm talking about it all the time is in my consulting work. What I discover working with powerful executive teams is these teams are bad at this. Mm -hmm. They're bad at it because they've experienced things previous where people didn't handle it well. And I would say it's because they don't have a culture of searching for truth, welcoming truth, hosting truth. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's very similar to marriages. I'm discovering it everywhere I go. Like, okay, we get to this one spot here. Are we going to tell each other the truth? And people go, hmm, I'll let you do it. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll just, wait for, I'll just wait for you to say something. You get frustrated. You know, saying. we got that super frustrated person on our team. He's going to say something. It'll get the ball rolling here. Maybe I'll come in and finesse it at the end there, but I'll let him take the hits. You know, and it, it is a, a dynamic uh, of, of a group of human beings agitating towards truth, agitating towards freedom, but not really understanding that if we don't develop clear paths to it, then we'll create dysfunction around it. One of the things that is gaining more clarity for me lately, and I, I keep finding myself saying it, especially when I'm talking to husbands, because they're the ones that come find me mm-hmm. and, and ask questions, and is and, and really from our story, is that when the wife doesn't feel protected, which feels like a common experience that we hear about, mm-hmm. the wife doesn't feel protected by the husband. One of the pieces missing is the husband has not been showing what's happening inside to the wife and, and bring it to the outside. And this, this wild thing doesn't make sense in my head still when I say it out loud, but she actually feels protected when you show what's happening inside of you. Mm-hmm. This, this experience happens where she goes, Oh my gosh. Okay. I can see you now. Mm-hmm. And I, 
it, it can be scary and it, it does require some self-control on both parts, but the, the desire to feel protected, part of that equation is show me what's happening inside of you. Mm-hmm. The development of trust in our relationships is the exchange of truth. And uh, I, I somehow am frustrated that you don't trust me, mm-hmm. that you don't trust me, but I don't truth you. Which is what you're saying, right? Like the guy is, or either one. It, sure. It, you know, it, it, we take turns. We take turns lying, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, and it's it's. I'm trying to protect myself from you, mm-hmm. and then I'm frustrated that you don't trust me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, wait a second. You you're protecting yourself from me. Of course, you don't trust me. Mm-hmm. You don't truth me. So again and again, I'm, I'm trying to communicate that when I say things like, I don't trust you, really, really what you're saying is, I, don't, I won't truth you. Mm-hmm. And, and the practice, ongoing practice of truthing each other is how we begin to walk in the light together. We begin to see each other. We begin to uh, operate in a vulnerability that allows us to make the right adjustments. And it's the difference between golfing in the day and golfing at night. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, Do you golf at night? Is I don't golf. I don't golf. Both that. times I golfed, I was terrible. You know? I, I, I'm not a golfer, but I understand that you need to see the ball. You need to see mm-hmm. where you're hitting it. You need to know where it landed. You need to go get it. You need your next shot. Golfing at night is, you know, Golfing in the dark, let me say, because some people say, well, our golf course has lights on it. Okay, stop talking. <laughs> golfing in the dark um, is is what a lot of folks end up doing in their marriage. Mm-hmm. Is like, okay, hey, I hit the ball to you. Well, where'd it go? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I turned the lights off because I was scared. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even turn the lights on. Mm-hmm. You know, I just hit the ball. I heard it hit. Yeah, and, the back of my head. <laughs> and when you say, you know, the guy's not showing what he needs or he's not. It's often because he doesn't know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He just doesn't know how he's doing, how he's feeling, what he needs. Yeah. So he hasn't done that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so often we're trying to figure out, okay, what do I got to do to get you to calm down? What do I got to do to get you to be happy? What do I got to do to get sex? You know, What do I got to do? And that's manipulation Mm -hmm. when really what I need to do is I need to learn about me Mm. well enough to show me, to truth you with me so that you can then step into the light and do the same. Mm -hmm. And when I see you and I respond to you, this is where trust starts to develop is you took good care of what I showed you, Mm -hmm. but I showed you. And this is where Beautiful. you always are asking, you know, the question, what do you need? And husbands or wives that say, I don't know, they haven't done the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one good question to follow up with is what does you need to feel? Mm-hmm. That is a little easier to find sometimes. And we love the feeling wheel that you can get on Google or any other Four search. Four million come out when you yeah, search it. seriously, it's not hard. Um, but you have to keep developing this skill you can't just default to what do i need to feel like Mm -hmm. that's that's the baby step work you know it's not 
we want you to become a graduate of this, of where, I mean, I was having an exchange with Lainey and I'm starting to talk at her and I have to stop myself and go, okay, what do I need? I need this. So I can adjust and give good information rather than just talking at her. I, uh, the other thing with us is, you know, one thing that I know that happens in our, in your needs, because again, you're, this is, we talked about this last time, but our different personalities, louder, I have more needs, they're on the table, mm-hmm. you know, you trying to remember how valuable your needs are. Sometimes you bring a need to me when you're at like right. a level three. Negative two. And, or, or zero. <laughs> And so if I have had a crazy day or it's been a hard day and I can't respond immediately to meet that need, then you drop down to the negative and then we have a disconnect. And I, that's probably one of the hardest things for me is, mm-hmm. you know, coming, learning to come to each other when we're at a seven with a need rather than we're at a one, you know, and, and that's practice and building up our connection is that we're able to do that. But it's also being able to know what your needs are, be honest with yourself, tell the truth with me, and not be afraid of my big personality. So let's let's unpack that a little bit. What's the difference between coming at a seven and a one? I, it's the for us how we would unpack that. At, at least my understanding. If we're wrong on live television, no, just, <laughs> please correct me. <laughs> but um, it's our Ben and I are connected. We feel super great. And he says, you know what we could do tonight? And I go, mm-hmm, because well, all the kids are gone and nobody's home. I have a few ideas of what you're thinking when you say that. Mm. And play Scrabble. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. We're going yeah. to play get, Scrabble. Get some Scrabble going. And we've had a great Different game. week. We've been super connected. Um, we've both been pursuing each other. So, and I, I'm not, I haven't had a, crazy day or I'm really tired um, or say that I did and he said hey I go oh I had a good day I'm really exhausted <laughs> I love you can I give you a kiss and be done and and so his need expressed gets validated but I I say no but it's not because I don't I mm-hmm. it's because I've got me going on but he can handle that no because we're at a seven. Um, and sure. So seven describes your level of connection. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what okay. I, I thought it was intensity over <laughs> the, the request. I just kind of mentioned seven intensity tonight, honey. The, I thought it was like, uh, well, I mentioned, I, you know, I kind of mentioned it, and that's a one. And instead of, yeah. are you ever going to listen to me? That's no. you know. No, not that. Okay. It is the the connection level. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's when I, I love to be able to exchange needs is when we can handle, I, I love you, but I can't at this moment. Um, or can tomorrow, and that message is received where if he comes to me at a two and he asks me that need. So that we're nearly disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hard for me, especially because I feel like I can't say no because then I'm choosing disconnect, mm-hmm. which I don't like that feeling as mm-hmm. that D that feels... That's not fun for feels like losing. It totally feels like losing. Mm-hmm. So then I have to the the how this normally goes is in my head I'm working myself up to giving a yes because I'm I'm angry at both of us. 
<laughs> which is how this it's another way of saying angry in general yes <laughs> but i'm not just angry at you i'm angry at both of us because i feel like i'm losing yeah and and that was a lot of our early years of marriage mm-hmm. was waiting till we were at a two so if i said no because you know i had a baby i didn't sleep well or whatever then he was zero or mm-hmm. negative mm-hmm. and rejected yes he's rejected it just starts to cycle over. Mm-hmm. See, told you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he had to bring up the courage and we had to get reconnected to be at a two again. So yeah. I, I think that's the being able to tell the truth, um, the practice of that, being able to bring that sooner than at a two, mm-hmm. yeah. but at a seven. Um, I, I think part of the journey for me too, which it, the, the rejection fear, the all the stuff you're describing is true. You did great on live TV or whatever we're calling this. Yeah. ABC Live. That's us. You're here and Brittany telling the truth. Um, the wide world of sports. But I I think the thing for me that I had to navigate is from a young age, I picked up this idea somewhere. And you know, I, I often attribute it to uh, working in the church, working in the church. I wasn't paid. I was a teenager, but I was always in a, a leader in some way. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it came from my home too. Um, but this idea that I have to be okay, and I picked that up somewhere where this this followed me into my adulthood, into my marriage, and my parenting. That I have to be okay, which means I actually cannot share my bad days. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's deeper than that, but but that was the mindset that often I would leap with. And so on a really bad day or a really big mistake. I just got to keep that thing inside mm-hmm. and not share it with you because I have to be okay because I'm a leader or I'm a, I'm a husband now, or I'm, I'm a father now, or I'm, I'm expected to be something by someone out there. And so I have to be okay. And that, that thing just crippled me for years. Mm-hmm. It was no fun. I think the, I think you and I both experienced growing up as the hero child. Yes. You know, and the hero child is, um, broadcasting to the planet that everything in our family is wonderful, (laughs) you know? And so that job of being super capable of high levels of denial is a skill. You make it sound so different. Uh, He's truthing us right now. Yeah, and I think that you know we we wear it as a badge forever. Yep. That um, nothing bothers me. Yep. Nothing gets me down. I can spin anything to be happy, totally. and I can I can assume any task, and I can absorb any offense or any any anything tragic. I can find a way to make up a purse out of a sow's ear, you know, I, I'll tell you what. Now, that whole deal is the practice of lying, yeah. you know? Denial is, is it, it works. Yeah. That's the problem with it. Denial totally works. But what it doesn't build is it doesn't build, build respect because I'm never seen. You know, I'm, I, I hide myself, I hide my needs, and there's nothing to respect about me. As a matter of fact, I'm just like those, I don't know if they still have them, but Dr. Scholes used to have these cutouts that you put in your shoes, and it absorbs mm-hmm. stink yeah. because it's made out of charcoal. 
Well, we're just like lumps of charcoal walking around in relationships, just absorbing other people's stench. Yep. Like, that's why I'm here. I'm here to just make it not so smelly in here. And everybody keep doing your wacko crazy. And you know what you do with those soul inserts? You use them up and then you throw them in the trash. And that's, that's how you end up experiencing so much in relationship is you feel unseen. You know, I mean, these, these people make, you know, great church worker fodder. You know, you just kind of like go through them like, hey, we're, we're here to change Next. the world. We're here to do this, that, and other thing. And these people don't ever speak up and they just burn out or they just get used up or, hey, I was 20 years invisible in this thing and uh, the people that had microphones and wrote books and did conferences everybody thinks they're the ones that did it mm -hmm. and these people especially these are your s's and your c's in particular these are the people that need to feel appreciated mm -hmm. and so they've got to know that about themselves so that you in a hard place in a hard conversation i was just with a group of leaders and this came out, you know, this came out, we did an exercise and, and, it, and that in that exercise, everybody's scared to death of this exercise because it's going to put on display truth. And I, I was walking through the house, clicking lights on, you know, <laughs> click, 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 and everybody's like, oh, don't look at my room. Oh my gosh, I don't have any makeup on. I know, I know. And it exposed that one of their key people was being um, overlooked. Mm -hmm unappreciated and I saw it when it happened and I just sat there I just sat there and I kept talking about truth-telling I kept telling and showing how it, and finally towards the end this high s says I just want to say something I feel I feel hurt that I'm not seen and, and she goes on and on and on and I said well what do you what do you need she goes, I don't know I don't know and eventually, she said, I need to feel appreciated. Mm -hmm. And the whole room was just like, oh, my gosh, we are evil. <laughs> we are evil. We have somehow, some way overlooked you because you are not demanding. You are low maintenance. You are an army jeep. You have the same oil in you that came with you when you were Created. rolled off the factory three wars ago, you know, oh my gosh, we didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, low maintenance people have a hard time telling the truth. Yeah. And it's, it blows the high maintenance people away. Like, how in the world have you felt like this this whole time and never told me? Why would you never say how anything? Could, how'd you do that? That's a superpower. It's like, no, it's not a superpower. Lying. Yeah, it's totally lying. And I lied because I was scared. Yeah, I didn't lie because I was virtuous. And that's what we did a lot of. We did. We did that for a while and it, it, it took some it took some courage, it's the word keep using, but I think, you know, the, the, the big one for me was um there's, there's lots of men and women that deal with this in marriage, but you know, I, I had some, some sexual struggles that didn't include you. 
and it's it, it goes beyond that and there's there's lots more happening on the inside but it was me getting to a point where, where I, I could let you in mm-hmm. beyond even the the act or what I looked at or what happened and, and get to there is something happening inside of me mm-hmm. that I'm trying to solve a problem that I need your help with yeah and it took a while to get there mm-hmm. and it's a really scary hard place to get to but to let someone past all that stuff and go okay this is happening yeah I I don't like myself at, at this point I'm having a hard time with me I'm pretty sure you're mad at me but can we get past that and get to the I mean I I've messed clean up but can we get to the there's a problem that mm-hmm. I, I need help with and I, I don't have a solution yet this has been my solution for a while mm-hmm. I need a new solution so that's it was those moments for me that that really kind of accelerated my practice in truth telling like I I want to live open Mm-hmm. with this woman mm-hmm. i want this woman to see me right and when she can cannot see me i'm responsible for that mm-hmm. that's because i didn't let her see me mm-hmm. and i hate that feeling yeah i i remember years ago danny said something like it was it was one of these moments i was having a hard time i came and found you and um I, I said like i'm telling myself right now like look at me but <laughs> but what you said is you know you you make a mistake you make a poor decision but your integrity won't let you stay there and I think there was, you know, I, I could probably look at that two different ways, but for me, it, it really was the thing that I don't want to stay hidden. Mm-hmm. I, I have been hiding and, and I have been doing that, but there's this thing inside of me that I, I do want to be seen. Mm-hmm. So I do want to do the right thing. Right. I do want to tell the truth. Yes. I do want my wife to trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I'm doing is taking me down a, a rabbit hole of a place I do not want to live, yep. mm-hmm. but it's what comes naturally, yep. you know. And that's I think for a lot of people, this vulnerability of telling the truth takes them down this place. Yep. And whether it is I'm angry and intimidating, and I'm pushing people away, and I make people uh, regret that they ever told me the truth, you know, and then I just punish them, and I, you know, I distort what they said and I make it their problem and I blame and manipulate. I mean, there's that side of it as much as there's this other side we've been talking about. And they usually are on the same team. They're usually married Married. to each other. They're usually, (laughs) you know, in the same family. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why we've got to grow Mm -hmm. because I got to get me to show up, but I also have to be able to stand there while you show up. So and that true. I think that was the you know your reference to just the, that season of not hiding and showing me. I mean, the first couple rounds of showing me, I know I didn't do so well because I was scared, mm-hmm. hurt, and I couldn't figure out how this was about your needs as much as it was like what <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was quite an offense. More in the throes Offended. of young family days uh, and just kind of us still figuring us out. Um, But the more, you know, every time it was brought to the light and, and, you know, I I remember you got some horrible advice. I, I called it horrible advice of to not tell me just to tell other men in your life, but to not tell me, I was like, I don't know who that person's married to, but you better tell me I'm the first person you're supposed to. So, and, and which also was a good input to me of 
I have to figure out how to be a safe place mm. for that really hard information, which is hard when anger I'm really good at. <laughs> remember this? And control and being right, that hits all those buttons. So, you know, as we've grown and, you know, how it changed in my response to you was it, I was able to figure out that it wasn't always about you didn't desire me, mm-hmm. didn't want me, you didn't, you know, think I was beautiful or any of those things. It was less that. That was the first truth I ran into. It was like, that's what I believe, which was what was so painful. Um, but as we both got better at this, it became more of being able to find, oh, man, that's a bummer that you've been hiding your needs from me and not telling the truth. And this is like whatever. Like it just feels like it's it still needs to be dealt with, but it's not the bigger thing that we're issue. looking at. Yep. To find okay, what what's the truth that's missing? What is the thing that you're needing? And you know, it's still what are you gonna do all those things? But I feel like the exchange between the two of us, um, we weren't distracted by the thing. I feel like the enemy is always trying to get you to look at like, yep. look at this. You know, it's. it's uh, when Aladdin goes into the cave of wonders, it's the jewel that the monkey's like obsess obsess over this thing. I'm like, no, that's not what we need to be looking at. We're looking for something that's, you know, hidden in this yeah. big temptation island. And we're looking for your the exchange of oh, you're afraid of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are hurt by me. Okay, well, I I need to work on my part. You need to work on your part. Yeah. Um, and I, I need to keep being a safe place so you'll keep telling me the truth just by my loud personality and all the scary that can go with it. I was probably like the tiger in the sand. Ha, ha, ha. Eat you. <laughs> Not let you out of this prison yeah. with my anger. So I think porn and sexual sin yeah. and sexual needs are so... Uh, intimidating and and emotionally charged mm-hmm. that it's a it's it's like a setup it's like okay you know what you you can't talk about things that put your design on display you're you're so interested this is the you know when the enemy comes in it comes in like a flood right there's this overwhelming uh powerless sense that you have when two people tell the truth and they actually learn something yeah you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like like you know we, that's what i'm afraid of telling you is is something that is going to present something that I've been terrorized Mm -hmm. to tell you, to show you, Mm -hmm. to let anybody see about my life. And so when when that fear rushes in like that and overwhelms our circuits, we just feel washed downstream. We're just like, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever to fix this. I'll Mm -hmm. never do that again. That was the worst thing we ever did. Like, yeah, but eventually what happens is you learn about you, both what you need to communicate and then what you need to do when you hear things, that it shortens that ride downstream. And eventually, you're like a boulder in the middle of the river. Mm. Like, you know what? I can handle the truth. 
Yeah. And and this prepares you to deal with your children. Because yeah. your children got some <laughs> truth for you that you did not see coming. You're like, oh my gosh, you did what? And, and you're like, or you need what? Or you you're mm-hmm. experiencing what? And it, it never goes this the 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 skill, the character, the uh, the welcoming of dealing with the truth makes you a standout in relationships. These are the best people to have around you, the people you can go to and say, truth, <laughs> I got some truth. I, need to, I just need to hear me say yeah. the truth. Thank you for being somebody who can handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those, those, those are your bulletproof relationships where you can just rely on each other, yeah. you know. I was going to say, I, th- I think the, the thing I keep thinking about as you're talking is me taking good care of myself feels so important. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the porn, the sexual stuff, the the gambling, what whatever it could be that, that, that we decide to, to, to use to try and solve a problem. Sugar. Sugar, yeah, all totally. that. Yeah. Is, um, we had a conversation recently. I, I, I was meeting with someone and essentially I've chosen to comfort myself mm-hmm. with this thing in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to comfort myself mm-hmm. and solve this problem yeah. so I don't have to tell anyone. Yeah. Uh, if I can fix it here and get some comfort, then we're good, right? It's fixed. Till I com- come out of that water, so to say, and go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's still there. But I, I think that for me, and a big part of the turning point and, and maturity was doing a good job with me taking good care of myself so I can bring the truth to Brittany and not need her to give me something that isn't hers to give me mm-hmm. and then not need her to comfort an area that's for the Holy Spirit to do because mm-hmm. he's the comforter. Yeah. So it's just that practice for me that that is ongoing. You know, it's it's not like I've arrived, I promise, but it's this <laughs> ongoing practice that, okay, I need to feel comforted right now. I, I need to feel soothed or something. What am I actually needing? Mm-hmm. And then and then what's the Holy Spirit's job and what's Brittany's job? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is a mystery that we will turn to false comforters rather than tell the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth mm-hmm. yeah. is the truth. <laughs> yeah, we can't even start there. We can't even start with telling the Holy Spirit the safest place in the galaxy, whatever the it's the biggest. I don't think galaxy is bigger than universe, but you know, <laughs> whatever the biggest word there is, eternity. You know, yeah. the safest place in eternity is the spirit of truth, yeah. who who longs for me to step into the light mm-hmm. and be seen, and and say, so here, I I need I need to be healed yep. in my heart. I I feel wounded. I feel lonely. I feel cut off. I need comfort to, to you know, build, it's because it's it's a, it's a habit, right? It's a I've I've created this habit of doing this thing. Yeah. So I need a donut. I need a donut right now. You know what's going to make me feel better? It's some food. Some food. I'm no, I'm fine. No, I'm good. I just need a little cocaine, just a little cocaine right now. And this, you know, this will get. You know what I need. And I begin to literally build into my character around comfort, this false comforter, Mm -hmm. instead of catching it 
as soon as I have the opportunity to repent, mm-hmm. say, Lord, I, I am trading you for this, and, it's, and it seems like a struggle to turn to you mm. because I have this highway, this six-lane highway of going to donuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think about with our exchange once, um, you know, we started telling the truth, you know, there were moments where it was more successful than others. And I, I think a piece that contributed to that was in the goal of the communication, it wasn't that I was trying to seek agreement. Yeah. You know, that it was really to understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what changed the dynamic of, you know, even your approach to me and telling the truth and my response to those hard moments is I wasn't, I wasn't having to agree with something. I, I was really trying to understand what was going on. Um, and that I think helped change my viewpoint of that struggle. And even when we have telling the truth conversations all the time is we just almost always have this I mean, secret agreement now that this conversation is to find understanding. And if it's not going that way, one of us usually says, what's the goal of this conversation? When I say one of us, mostly you. (laughs) You usually say this. (laughs) You always say, first one to humble themselves win. I just say Ben wins all the time Mm. on this. All the time, isn't true. Most of the time you win there. But that's, a, you know, this exchange of, telling the truth and what it leads to in our marriage. Um, I mean, we are living in the fruit of practicing this for years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are living in the fruit of practicing the courage to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to lean in to understand what you're saying, even though I feel like you're trying to convince me that I am awful or I'm wrong or I'm scary. Okay. What is it? This is a feedback, but all of these tools that we've been talking about it's this we've been able to put them to practice and and the fruit of what we're living in and our relationship that we enjoy and i mean we work together we live together we're best (laughs) friends i mean there's everything that we do the first option is always each other um and that's the desired option it's not well, I don't have anyone else. You know, it is it's my my yeah. first choice. And I think that's that's the goal of what I want everyone to experience in marriage is yeah. I want everyone to feel like their their first choice is their spouse. Yeah. And that you get to and you know have this adventure together and it gets to be, you know, 50, 60, 70. I don't know how long we could possibly get. It depends on how we long started we started young. We started really young. So we've got... You, you could easily squeeze out 50. Yeah. So, you know, all of this, we've been talking about marriage stuff. And, you know, we do want to invite you to the Kyla Marriage Workshop that we have coming up in San Diego, May 20th and 21st. Um, you know, we're going to be bringing a bunch of this stuff to the table. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it, all four of us are coming. Mom's not here, but she's here in spirit. Um, and she'll she'll be there at the event, which will be really fun to have the ladies talking and the fellas. So that should be exciting. Um, but really, if if marriage is, you know, whether you're doing great and you want to do better and you know keep growing, I would invite you. Or if you're struggling, if there's some pain, if there's some disconnect, I think there's something for everyone um, 
here that's going to increase your experience of marriage. So again, I would invite you to come to that. So you want to go to kylomarriageworkshop.com to register. Again, San Diego, and it's a beautiful place to visit. So make a a whole week out of it if you (laughs) want to. Take a a honeymoon, another honeymoon, a baby moon, an afternoon. I don't know what they call it after. Yeah, something. (laughs) Afternoon. Afternoon, exactly. So come visit us in San Diego. That's um, May 20th and 21st. But, um, yeah. And this is our ongoing effort to create whole healthy families that are going to save the world. That is. That's it. It starts in marriage so much is is the foundation of what you're going to build in your family is from that. So. Thanks for joining us, Ben. So good to be here. Yeah. I love you. you. I love you too. (laughs) All right. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of The Kylo Show by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch us on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. Don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to thekyloshow.com. The Kylo Show is produced by Ali Armading, co-produced by Ashley Beck and Anna Hill, sound engineer and edited by Taylor Silk, and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, whole healthy families, gonna save the world.